You're listening to Meeting Pod, the podcast powered by Meeting Place, the premier magazine and news source for the meat and poultry processing industry, and Alt Meat Magazine, the only business information resource for the exploding alternative meat industry. Welcome. I'm Chris Scott, host of Meeting Pod and contributing editor at Meeting Place and Alt Meat Magazines. Our guest today is Ron Godshall, president of Godshall's Quality Meats in Southerton, Pennsylvania, which has been offering smoked meat products for the last 76 years. The company's product roster includes nine varieties of bacon, including uncured turkey bacon, beef bacon, organic uncured turkey bacon, and Canadian turkey bacon as alternatives to meat products containing pork. Godshall's team of employee owners includes food scientists, chefs, product managers, all of which pay close attention to new concepts and distribution channels to meet ever-changing trends among consumers who crave smoked meats. We'll discuss how Godshall stays up to date on those trends and discuss other advances in smoked meats from its innovation center. Thanks for joining us today, Ron. Hey, thanks for having me. It is our pleasure. Now with eight decades of experience, Godshall's Quality Meats is in a prime position to introduce various types of smoked meats aimed at a variety of customers, including at home and in food service. Have you and your team ever been able to identify shifts in consumer preferences in smoked meats over the last 20 years or so? Yeah, I'd say that's for sure. You know, we started with turkey products almost 30 years ago. The reason we really chose that is just because our area, being outside the Philadelphia market, was just so saturated with hot dogs and hams and pork bacon and, you know, really realized that, you know, we need a, a niche, something that really makes us uniquely special. In the early days, our marketing consisted of the phone would ring and we would answer it. And uh, we got involved in Buffalo and Emu and all kinds of crazy stuff. And one of them was all natural uncured products. So we're one of the few companies out there that can say we've been doing that for 25 years. But I would say that's really a trend that was really taken off 15, 20 years ago. In those days, I never would have believed that all natural would pretty much be you know, the mainstream as it is today. To answer the second part of your question, I'd say most recently, it said, I'd say in the last 10 years, consumers don't seem to be as scared of fat anymore. And it probably has to do with a lot of the diets that I wouldn't even call a fad diet anymore, the paleo diets and carnivore diets and that sort of thing. So there's a certain segment that is embracing just good old-fashioned traditional meat. Well, it certainly helps the flavor of certain products, right? Oh, for sure. Now, in terms of consumer trends, what would you describe as the most significant adjustment in consumer demand in the pre- and post-pandemic eras, and why? That was probably a trend starting 10 years ago before COVID was really kind of the understanding where your food's coming from and embracing small companies. Going back to our humble beginnings and up until you know the late 90s, we were in the farmer's market business, and that business seemed to be getting harder and harder all the time to be a small butcher shop, you know, driving to Philadelphia and selling your your products. But I think in the last 10 years, that really picked up. And then with COVID, it really just drove it home even more that, you know, people are uh, very aware of, of where their products are coming from, and, and they kind of like doing business with small companies. And you're uh, certainly a differentiator in terms of having the turkey lineup so prominently within your product range. 
Yeah, no, that's for sure. And the other thing that's interesting that we found out doing market studies is, you know, we always believed that people were eating turkey bacon for the, you know, for the health reasons. And of course, that's very true. But there's another segment of our customers that really just want something different. And it doesn't mean that they don't eat pork bacon. It just means that they like to mix in turkey bacon as well or eat them together for breakfast. And we'll be taking a look at those innovations that your company has offered consumers in a little bit of our discussion here. But for now, let's take a quick look at the team at Godshalls. Are there specific types of workers or researchers or marketers that are better suited for the products your company offers versus other types of meat processing plants? For example, what are some of the qualities your hiring team looks for when considering candidates for employment at Godshalls? I think the biggest thing with us is we have a very unique culture. Our culture is love, inspiration, trust, and uh, we still are running a family business with 500 family members, and we really care deeply about our employees, and we don't yell and scream and holler, and we understand that you know growth will happen, mistakes will happen, and we're looking for people who embrace our culture and are all in on that concept. Um, besides that, I think one of the one of the greatest things that could be overlooked and not just in meat processing or manufacturing, but across the board is strong emotional intelligence. Because relationships and being able to work together with your coworkers and understand their differences and all is just absolutely huge. If we all looked at things the same way, well, we wouldn't come up with uh, very good solutions, that's for sure. Can you give our listeners a sense of where your team members are from in terms of education and where you look for product innovators and other employees as dedicated to your quality standards as your current staff obviously is? As far as where we search out employees, nowadays, anywhere you can possibly find them. We've had many situations where we met somebody, maybe we interviewed them for a a job that they weren't really a good candidate or, you know, either our decision or theirs, but we said, you know what? This is a really good person. We like the way they look at things, and we want them to be part of the team. You know, and, and many times we've uh, hired somebody and said, you know, we're going to find you a spot. We think you're what we're looking for. When it comes to innovation, a lot of our R&D folks are recent food science graduates. Being so close to Penn State, of course, uh, always deep in our heart. And my daughter's actually attending there now. So um, that's that's a place where we often look. So. Well, that makes it very convenient, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. One of the aspects of the versatility of Godshall's roster of products is the flexibility in a variety of dishes that some consumers might not imagine. For example, your website suggests using turkey bacon to cover the Thanksgiving bird and even sprucing up Thanksgiving leftovers with different types of Godshall smoked meats. How are some of these dining options developed? And is there a timetable for innovation that your team follows as a general rule? Well, yeah, as far as covering or covering the uh, turkey and turkey bacon, I've always been a big fan of seasoning meat with more meat. I think that's a fabulous idea. Absolutely. <laughs> actually, a lot of the stuff that you'll see out there actually came from customers themselves. So it's really exciting when we hear, you know, see uh, on social media and all see that people are talking about our product and finding uh, interesting uses for them. But, you know, we're always trying to think outside the box and think about, you know, how many different ways can you use our products in different types of dishes and help that bacon item to be the, you know, more of a center of the plate than the side piece. And the fact that consumers or your customers are actually responding directly to give you ideas or new ideas in terms of using your products 
is seems to me to symbolize the great relationship that you have with your customers, thanks to not only the quality of the product, but also the fact that you're reaching out and they feel comfortable reaching back. Yes, no, that's very true. Uh, one of our products that's been very successful for us, we've been making for a long time, is a beef bacon. There's a lot of interest in beef bacon. It's probably the biggest search product on our website from store locators. Mm-hmm. And uh, we heard a lot of people asking about, we have different flavors of turkey bacon. Why don't you have different flavors of beef bacon? So we are coming out with uh, two new flavors of beef bacon, and that's really in response to that you know, customer request. Absolutely. Now, can you describe the challenges in the distribution of your products? Are there specific parts of the country where certain product lines are more popular than others? And how do you address those differences in terms of distribution or marketing? Yeah, I think most people see that if you're not making mainstream products. Uh, I was talking earlier about the all-natural product and, you know, that all-natural uncured trend really started on the, the West Coast and continues to be popular in that area. And then, of course, when you talk about the Midwest and even down to Texas, that's kind of a meat and potatoes area and and Mm -hmm. beef is a huge seller there. Being in the Philadelphia market, though, we really have quite a mixture of people from different areas and it's been a fabulous test market for, you know, whatever we put out there. Of course, our name is very well known in our backyard. Yes, definitely. Now, Gottschall's also has a focus on sustainability, including specific programs dedicated to managing natural gas use, recycling programs, solar power generation, waste heat reclamation, and water reduction. Where did these efforts originate, and are these the types of programs at your core resonating with your customers? Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, being in the meat processing business, every pound of everything that comes through this plant has been heated up and then chilled back down again, and that takes an awful lot of energy. And I think a lot of companies kind of look at energy as kind of a fixed cost, and it certainly is. But then again, you know, there's things you can do to help mitigate that and just things that are smart for the environment. So very early on, we started uh, using solar energy, and that area continued to grow. We continue to add more solar fields. It's difficult to keep up with the growth of the company, though. So I, you know, we're fighting to constantly have uh, more of our energy generated with solar power. Um, also, being in Pennsylvania, natural gas is we're in a great area of the country for that. So um, both of our plants are running off of natural gas for all of our smokehouses, and that's uh, the most efficient way you can possibly run a smokehouse. Now, are you seeing financial returns from having implemented some of these programs? We are. Yeah, we definitely are. You know, solar energy, of course, it's uh, you're outlaying a lot of funds. You put the solar panels in, but as time goes on, they just continue to save money and return on your investment. So that's been great. Are these efforts part of some of your marketing campaigns by any chance? It is and it isn't. We're certainly happy to share with our customers and we're very proud of what we're doing, but you know, it wasn't really done as a gesture of marketing. It just makes good sense. It's good for the environment. You know, the marketing aspect of it kind of came later. It's I don't know when we woke up and said, you know, wow, we got a good thing going here. We should be letting people know what we're doing here. Well, let's get back for a second to the your relationship with your customers, which is fascinating. Your Facebook page offers a terrific opportunity for customers to gather innovative ideas for using your smoked meat products at home. Some of these include new types of charcuterie boards focused on smoked meats and sandwich options, ranging from breakfast items to a turkey BLT. 
Are these ideas being generated in your innovation center? And I know that some of them are coming from your customers, but can you give us a concept of what that ratio might be? Is it 50% from your innovation center or higher or 20% from your customers? Can you give us a concept on that? I'd say it's probably more customers than it is from the innovation center when it comes from the, from the usage of the product. You know, maybe it's 60% from customers. I mean, we'll put things out there, we'll make some dishes, but then that seems to like spark the ideation on the customer side. And uh, it's, it's really neat because a successful business, you just have to pay attention to trends and customers and, and give the customers what they're looking for. Those relationships definitely have to be maintained to be successful in the longer term, obviously. On a lighter note, the Guinness Book of World Records recently cited a special God's Shawls product as the world's longest piece of turkey bacon, which measured 17 feet and three-quarter inches long and nearly two feet wide. What does this type of recognition mean to the God's Shawls team, and how might it affect future product development? I don't know about future product development, but that was a great day. We had a lot of fun doing that. And it's kind of funny how that started. Every Friday, we have a R&D meeting and sit around and talk about innovation and the products that were made that week. And uh, it just kind of came out of nowhere as, you know, talking about, you know, world's records. And boy, I wonder what the world's record is for the longest <laughs> slice of turkey bacon. And just one thing led to another. And next thing you know, we're doing it. But you know, when you think about it, it makes perfect sense because we are the third biggest turkey bacon manufacturer in the country. But number one and number two, it's very much a sideline for them. Certainly not what they're known for. So when you think of gotchels like that, as far as I'm concerned, we are the biggest. So therefore, we should have the biggest slice. That makes a lot of sense. And I saw some of the pictures. And yes, there was a lot of celebrating going on when that was announced. <laughs> Now, what do you see as the next challenge for Godshaw's Quality Meats in terms of competition and new product development in the next few years? I guess it's always, you know, what's next? I mean, every aggressive company is just trying to find that next item. And I drive my family crazy because every time I walk into a supermarket, I don't care if I'm just picking up a gallon of milk. I have to walk past the meat counter and I have to see what's going on and, you know, and, and look at the products and all. And once upon a time, I could walk past the meat counter and have all kinds of ideas and see opportunities and things that could be done better. And it's very competitive anymore. It really is. And I think sometimes, um, you know, especially publicly traded companies, they're, uh, they're very focused on, you know, we have to innovate. We have to come out with so many new products every year. And, you know, sometimes I look at things even beyond the meat counter and I say, boy, it just looks like people are trying too hard. You know, no offense to Oreos, but how many different flavors are there? We're looking to find our spots. You know, we're looking to find things that make sense. And, you know, now that our name is getting out there, it really opens the doors, you know, to having more facings on the shelf. And, you know, like to see us get into some, some dinner entrees that are more center of the plate. Yeah, that center of the plate option is one that a lot of much larger companies are focused on, possibly to their detriment. Yeah, yep. So finally, is there an, another expansion concept on the horizon as more consumers move away from pork-based products and potentially expand their embrace of turkey-based smoked meats? Yeah, well, we are dedicated to expansion, that's for sure. It seems like as soon as we finish up one construction project, we're starting the next. So we are actually at our Lebanon facility, which is about an hour and a half away from our main plant in Souderton. We're just finishing up a 50,000 square foot expansion project, so that'll be uh, completely 
done by the end of the year. Then we're starting plans on another um, building that we acquired uh, that's about 40 minutes from uh, main campus here. And we're starting to think about the renovations there and what products are going to be made there. So, you know, we back to being, um, you know, the biggest in turkey bacon, we have to stay ahead of that consumer demand. You know, and it probably goes back to our farmer's market days. I mean, we realize what has made us successful is the great people that we've been able to collect and also for the customers. Reset. That sounds like the kind of challenge that uh, some companies would pay to have uh, expansion on the horizon pretty much in a lot of different directions because in response to consumer demand. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So, you know, we want to keep paying attention to our customers. We want to keep making quality products and and uh, treating our employees right and, and keep this thing going for future generations to come. And selecting new team members that can appreciate your approach to doing the best job as possible at the plant level. Our thanks to Ron Gottschall of Gottschall's Quality Meats. And of course, thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in. That's a wrap. Until next time. Remember to tune in on Mondays to get the inside track on the people and the processes that drive the protein industry. Be sure to subscribe to Meeting Pod on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Meeting Place and Alt Meat magazines on social media, and be sure to visit our websites at meetingplace.com and altmeat.net.